Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to continue our study of the book of Ezra, and we are about to study chapter 5. Um, in chapter 4, we had um, an introduction to the opposition that the people had to um, suffer through when they were attempting to rebuild the second temple and rebuild the city of Jerusalem. And the opposition from the people that were in the land when the Jews returned to um, the land of Judea and Israel. And I I know that that this is confusing and can get quite um, boring in a way, but the the chronology is important. And if we recall, in chapter 4, we jumped ahead a little bit in history and gave us a taste of what was to come even after the temple was built, um, the types of opposition that the people were going to uh, um, undergo throughout every stage in the process. And we ended chapter 4 by backing up to the time of the beginning of the actual building of the second base amygdala. So now let us review real quick um, the timeline here and how it corresponds with the kings of Persia. And let me tell you that um, that the timelines, as you see it in the commentaries, and as you see it in Chazal, when you try to match them up, you get an extremely confusing array of possible timelines of who's who and what's what. However, when we now, fortunately today, after having access to archaeological finds and access to the archives um, uh, of the Persian Empire, access to um, all kinds of scholarly works, access, of course, to the words of the Torah, the words of Chazal, and the various traditions, and putting them all together, what I'm presenting is what makes the most sense and what makes just about everything fit well. You're going to find, though, others, especially in the medieval commentaries, that, that... seem to confuse or conflate one person with another, one time period with another. And I'm not here to say who's right or who's wrong. I'm just explaining why I choose the timeline that I'm choosing. So basically, the Jews returned to to the, the land under the leadership of Yeshua, Ben Yotzarak, the Kohen Gadol, and Zerubavel, who was the, the uh, governor uh, of the people. And they, they returned to that location during the uh, reign of Cyrus the Great, that the, Cyrus the king of Persia. The, um, by the time they, um, they returned, uh, the first thing they did, as we saw, was they returned to their towns. They didn't immediately begin to uh, rebuild the temple in Jerusalem until the first Tishrei, until the first... Uh, month of high holidays. Um, it's appropriate that I'm recording this right before the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, and at during the first Tishrei, the people began, they built a te- uh, uh, an altar on, at the site of the old altar. So they used the uh, foundation that was still there, that was covered in ruins, but they tried to the best they could clean it up and rebuild an altar and um, began the sacrifices. By the time the next uh, uh, spring came around, the month of Er, as we saw, 
they began to put together the supplies necessary for um, the building of the Beit HaMikdash, the actual building of the temple. Uh, at that point, um, there was a, um, a uh, stop uh, that we're, we're going to read about today that caused a, a long delay in the building of the temple. And that delay, so while the, so now you have the altar up, but then uh, the people put a stop until the second year of the reign of Darius, of King Darius. So that would be about a 19-year delay. So this would be the King Cyrus is gone. His son, Cambyses, who is generally skipped over in Tanakh because he's really unimportant as far as the Jewish story is concerned. But his reign was then for several years. There was another usurper who was on the throne for several months. And then King Darius uh, rose to power. And in the reign of King Darius, um, in the second year of King Darius, was when the um, Jews started to rebuild again. And if you remember, the second year of King Darius, remember that date from the days of Haggai, from the, when we studied Haggai together, how Haggai discusses how the, the temple was built in the second year of the reign of King Darius. So you know, you have the people here for over a generation now with just an altar, no Beit HaMikdash, although they had supplies ready and building materials ready and funding ready, they were prevented from doing so by the people in the land. So now let's start chapter 5, because now we are now back in the second year of the reign of Darius, when the actual temple is about to be built. The Hisnabi Chagai Neviah, this was a time when Chagai, the prophet, Uzechariah Barido and Zechariah, the son of Ido Neviah, they were both prophets. Um, Al Yehudaye, and they prophesied regarding Judah, Divihud of Yerushalayim, regarding the people of Judah who lived in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, Bishum Eloi Yisrael Alehon, and they prophesied in the name of the God of Israel um, uh, uh, regarding them. So, so, so again, like I told you, as we studied in the book of Haggai together, we're backing to the time when Haggai and Zechariah were prophesying, and those dates were written, as we saw in the books of Haggai and Zechariah, in the second year of the reign of King Darius. Be'edai, and this was the time, remember, that Zerubbabel and Yeshua bar Yotzarak were the leaders. So the next verse brings them into the picture as well. Be'edai, and the verse wants to make sure we understand the chronology and when all of this is happening and who were the leaders. Be'edayin, at that point, Komu Zerubavel bar Shaltiel, <laughs> Zerubavel, the son of Shaltiel, and V'yeshua bar Yotzadak, Yeshua, the son of Yotzadak, V'shoriv, they, they got up, they stood up, L'mivnei, and they just, and they began to build Beit Elohad di Jerusalem, the house of God in Jerusalem, Remember in Haggai we studied, to, the people were saying, we'll never build it, we'll never be able to build it. And Haggai said, you're sitting in your own houses just complaining, and the house of God is sitting in ruins. The people responded to Haggai and got up and built. The leaders got up and started to build. So we see the people responded and the building began, despite the opposition that was around. However, of course... This did, once again, raise opposition. The opposition that had effectively squelched the building now for almost 20 years. 
is now going to make an attempt again. Bezimna, at the time, there came upon them a man by the name of Tatnai, who was Pachat Avarnara, who was the so so the uh, Persian Empire was organized into provinces, and the provinces were organized into regions. So the region west of the Euphrates is called Avarnahara, which literally means beyond the river, which means west of the Euphrates, which from the perspective of the Persian Empire <coughs> was slightly out there, on the other side of the river. Um, similar reminds us of the term Aver Hanar when, when uh, the, the, the origin of the name Hebrews uh, of Ivri was because they were on the other side of the Euphrates. The fertile crescent between the Tigris and Euphrates was where some, some of the most important civilizations in world history existed, including the civilizations from which our forefathers came. And Avraham was from Avranar, from the other side of the river, an Armenian from the other side of the river. So this, the Pachat, the governor of the entire region of the west of Euphrates, which would include Judea, um, was a name, man named Tatnai, Ushesar Boznai Ukinovason, and another leader named Shetar Boznai Ukinovason. It, it's is is a word that means and those that were in cahoots with them, those that were among them. It's almost like a um, and their cronies and their buddies. V'chein Amrin Lahon. And um, so the leader came, this, this man came to the people as they were building, and they said to them, Man sam te'em by Who gave you permission? Who gave you a license to build this building? Who gave you a, a, a permission to, to complete this building? In other words, you guys have been now for 20 years. We know you've had an altar here, but no one ever gave you permission to build it. Remember, it's 20 years later, so from when Koresh, Cyrus, actually made the decree, and four kings later, there's been, uh, there's been or, uh, there's, after Cyrus, there's been Cambyses, I keep forgetting the name of the other guy, and then um, Darius. So, um, so like, like uh, so by, it could be that he genuinely had forgotten, that he was really just being a, um, a typical bureaucrat. Where is your license? You know, and this license from 20 years ago, after so much turmoil in the kingdom, people just forgot. Or it could be that he knew and it was well known, but he just um, uh, didn't didn't care. Uh, and he was just trying to make trouble. And he figured that after 20 years, the Darius would have forgotten. So, Edayan Kenema Amarnalahom. So then we said to them, so this is we, this is very interesting because. It sounds like the people are writing this text of Ezra, uh, uh, that it was written, it would sound like it's being written by a group of people, um, a group of Jewish scholars saying, we as a Jewish people then answered to them. Man inun shimahos guvraya di dina vinyana benayan. What are the names of the people who are involved in this building. Now, it, it seems like this is a question that the uh, officers of the emperor empire 
we're asking the people. So when it says, we said to them, it doesn't fit very well. And the Mitsudas kind of gives the best explanation for this, and that is that it's kind of a shortened version. And essentially, that what it means here is that, um, that it's kind of doing this in short. We answered, in other words, as if they came to us and they said, who gave you permission to do this? And, and we said to them, in other words, we said to them, who gave us permission to do this? And they asked us, and they continued to ask other questions, including, right, who's involved in this? And we answered them who these people are that were involved. So in other words, there's, there's questions and answers going on here that the writers of this document didn't bother because it's just obvious from these statements how the conversation went. And they're trying to, you know, save time and space, maybe save ink or save uh, 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 paper and not bother with going through the entire back and forth of the conversation. But ultimately, there's a conversation going on between uh, the Jewish leadership being recorded by uh, some Jewish scribes uh, describing in the book of Ezra this conversation that occurred. <coughs> and the bottom line is, is that the officials are inquiring as to where they got permission from and who's involved in the building. The Ein Eloha home. However, God was watching over the elders, the the elders, the leadership of the, of the Judeans, of the Jewish people, and he did not cause them to be stopped from the building until a, a uh, letter had went to King Darius's court to adjudicate the matter. In other words, the the this the this um, officer, uh, the leader of this region, could have in theory put a stop to the building, but God did, showed favor to the Jewish people and allowed them to continue building. And the the end of the conversation was, okay, you claim to have permission from the king. We're going to send a letter to the king and find out if there really is such permission if you're allowed to do this building. And then um, they waited uh, until a, a letter was received in return with an answer from King Darius. And now, This is the following, is the text of the letter which was sent by Tatnai, who was the uh, governor of this entire region, Ushasarvoznai and Shetarboznai, the other guy who seems to be his assistant, Duknovase, and all of their cohorts and colleagues, Afar Sukhoye, all of these officials, Diva Avarnara, uh, in other words, so they were signed on by officials from various other provinces and other officials in Avarnara. What's going on over here? You're allowing the rebuilding of this temple. But what did this letter say? What was the text of the letter? that they wrote to the King Darius. They sent a message to him. And this is exactly the language that was written there. It started off uh, a letter to the King Darius with all of the appropriate Shalomakola, with all of the appropriate uh, peaceful greetings unto the king that would be appropriate to start off with. So it skips all of the niceties and jumps straight to the text. It's, be it known to the king, 
that we, um, you know, as part of our duties as the uh, as the leadership of this region, we visited the um, the province, the small province of Judea, to the place of the great God, because apparently everyone knew where the temple had once stood. And it is being rebuilt with uh, with cut stone. And they are laying wood into the walls. And the um, <coughs> this work work is being done quickly with diligence, and it is being done successfully. They're doing a decent job. They're building strong walls and, and rooms and roofs and buildings that they're building. It's it's going. Uh, maybe um you should uh so uh, so 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 then when we saw this we asked the elders um that were there uh, leading this building Kinema Marnalohom um uh, as follows as this is what we said to them Mansam who has given you permission? Who has signed off on your license to build? And who gave you permission to complete this building? We even asked all of their names so that we can let you know that, so that it should be written down the names of the leaders of this people that are doing this building. Obviously, this is a scary thing for the people who are named. If Darius decides not in their favor, they could be looked upon as mutineers and we would know what would happen to them in the Persian Empire. And when we asked them this question, this is what they answered us. So here, it's interesting because when the um, scribes, the Jewish scribes, described their response, uh, they, they were very short about it. But when in the letter where the, where the Persian... Uh, officers describe the response. They're much clearer about what the response was, and this is what they write. This is what they answered us. We are the servants of the God of, of heaven and earth. And we are building the house which has been built here from time immemorial for th- hundreds of years, for many, many, many years ago. Umelach Israel Rav, and there once was a great king for the people of Israel, Benohi Vishachale, and he built this place, and he established this place, and we are rebuilding it. Lohain Mindi Hargizu Avohasana Lelashimaya, but however, because our forefathers angered the God of heaven, they sinned, they didn't they weren't appropriate, so therefore Yahavimo Biyadn Buchanetzar Melach Bavel. Therefore, it was put in the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, Kasto, the Chaldean, Uvaisa Dunasasre, and he destroyed this house, Viamahagli, the Babel, and then he exiled this nation to Babylon. Biram, however, Bishnaschado, the Korish Malka, the Babel, in the first year of the kingdom of Cyrus, the king of Babylon. Remember, Cyrus uh, was the king of Persia, but <coughs> he was also the king of Babylon, as Persia had conquered Babylon. And 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 um, and became the dominant power in the Middle East. So Koresh prided himself on being the king of Babylon, and so of course to Darius and all the Persian kings. Koresh Malka Som Te'em, and the king Koresh Cyrus 
placed, made a decree, based a law, and he made a decree that this house of God should be rebuilt. And not only that, not only did he make a decree to rebuild the temple, even the vessels and the golden vessels and the silver vessels that had once been in the temple of God, that Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple from Jerusalem, and he brought them to his temple, to his palace in Babylon. The King Cyrus took these out of the, the, the National Archives, from the palace of Babylon, which was now under the control of the Persians. And he gave them to Sheish Batsar, who uh, that was his name, the Dipechasame, who Sheish Batsar was the the leadership of the Jews that was given all of these Kalim, all of the vessels of the Beis Hamikdash. So not only did he give us permission to rebuild it, he even gave us back all of the vessels. He gave them back to Sheish Batsar. We discussed in earlier who exactly Sheish Batsar was. We know that he was the leader of the Jews in Babylon, or at least a leader of the Jews in Babylon, who received these gifts from the, the temple vessels. Uh, but we don't have record of him being in Jerusalem with the returnees. So some identify him with Zerubbabel. We mentioned before that that it's problematic for several reasons, but that's uh, we discussed that earlier. The Amarle. Um, and 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 the King Cyrus said to Sheish Batsar, El Monaya, uh, these are your vessels. Say Ezel Aches Himo, go and take them and place them in the house in the in the temple in Jerusalem, and the temple of God should be rebuilt on its proper location. So <clears throat> And then continued, So this was a long answer that the people gave them that is now being relayed in this letter to King Darius. As we continue to read the letter, the Persian officials continue to describe the answer. And he laid the foundations of the house of God in Jerusalem. And ever since then, until today, it's been built, but it hasn't been finished. We've been working on it. We started by building the altar and so on, and it's been 20 years, and we haven't completed it. So over here, we have a time when we know that Zerubbabel had been mentioned as the leader of the people, but as the pachat, as the governor, and it also states clearly that Sheish Batsar arrived, which would very much sound like Sheish Batsar and Zubavel are different people. For some reason, it would seem that Sheish Batsar was the governor of the people when they were in the exile. But when they arrived in Israel, it would seem that Zerubbabel took the mantle of leadership. Um, if they were the same person, this would be a difficult chapter to read, but um, uh, you'd have to explain it a little differently. Uchaan hein al Malka Tov Yispakar Beveskinzaya di Malka Tamodi Bavavel. So now the so after telling them the story, um the people uh, the Persian uh, officers are now taking over the text of the letter and writing. So now if if it pleases the king, if it so pleases the king, let it be searched in the archives di Malka 
of the king Tama di Bebavel, who is uh, there in Babylon, Hain Isai di Menkorish Malkasim Teim, to see whether there is some record if the King Cyrus actually did ever issue such a decree to build this house in Jerusalem, and then whatever the desire of the king should be, let him send to us his answer so we should know what to do. So this chapter ends on a note of suspense. The search is on for um, the archives to see if there's some record of this being decree ever being given. Um, I'm not going to give away what happens next. You'll have to listen to the next chapter 6. Thank you so much for studying chapter 5 together with me.